Welcome to the Financial Architect for Canadians. My name is Glenn, this is Elaine Godfroy, and we're here helping you build a solid foundation for your finances. And today we're gonna to be talking about one of the greatest benefits of living in Canada, and that is the tax-free savings account. You're listening to the Financial Architect for Canadians with Alin Godfroy and Glenn Baccaro. I'm gonna give it to, over to Alin here to explain what that is and how you can benefit from it. So a tax-free savings account, the government said in 2009, any Canadian uh, 18 years or over can open an account. And uh, the first year was $5,000. Uh, there were a few years it was $5,500. One year was $10,000, which was amazing. Nice. Uh, this year, the contribution limit is $6,000. So in 2009, if you were 18 years of age or older and a resident of Canada and you've never opened a tax-free savings account, you would have $81,500 of room. Now, tax-free savings, the beauty is any growth you make within this account, you don't pay tax. And when you take it out, you don't pay tax. And this is based on an individual. So, Glenn, you could have a tax-free savings account. Your wife can have a tax-free savings. So, I mean, I know you have tax-free savings, but if you hadn't had one, then you would each have 81500 of room. Uh, so, if you're watching this and you have a large sum of money in your bank account and you haven't taken advantage of a tax-free savings account, I would highly recommend that you look into it. One downside, one thing I, I think that the government could have done a little bit better is when people hear tax-free savings account, they treat it as, not everybody, but I see a lot of people treat it as a traditional savings account where, you know, they put money in, the brakes go in their car, they take out 500 bucks, something else happens, and they use it as a crutch and money comes in and out. I really think they should have called it a tax-free free investment account so that people can treat it more as a longer term investment. That's really how I think you get the best benefit. Um, but everyone's situation is different. Um, I, I sort of see three types of um, investors when it comes to tax-free savings. You have the short term, it's your oh crap fund. Things are constantly happening, right? Car breaks down, you know, you need to pay a vet bill, whatever the case may be. When I see those type of people, I say, you know what, you probably want to keep it. And it's usually a panicky situation where they need the money right away. You know, maybe having that money set up in a tax-free savings account with a bank where you can basically move that money over from that tax-free savings account into your own um, checking account so you have it right away is probably the best fit. Being very conservative because, again, that's your crutch. You don't want to be losing money if the markets fluctuate. Uh, then I see people that are more medium um, time horizon, so say three to five years, saving for a vehicle, a vacation, um, something a little, you know, a little um, larger cost. You know, maybe they're saving, they need something that's going to cost them, say, ten dollars to $20,000, a home renovation, down payment on a house. Uh, that's sort of the medium. And then I have clients that it's more a longer term, this is an extra pot of money, something pretty catastrophic is going to have to happen for them to take out the money because they have other investments as well too. And that money is more focused on growing and accumulating that money as another pot of money for retirement. So I kind of see the three. I mean, there's people that are sort of in between, but those are the three right. types of investors that I typically see when it comes to tax-free savings. Now, if you have children that are under the age of 18, um, how would they be able to take advantage of this? Is there a way? Um, so you do have to be 18. I do have some clients that they haven't maxed out their tax-free savings. So they've set up a separate tax-free savings mm -hmm. where they earmark it for, you know, little Johnny or little Susie's, you know, they're saving for maybe their kid, you know, to help their kids buy a car, save for schooling. 
Um, the key is you can have more than one tax-free savings. You'd have 10 tax-free savings accounts if you wanted to. The key is, is that um, any institution you open it with, they're going to want your social insurance number. They have to provide the information to the government so that you can see a detailed tracking. Uh, if you are set up with a CRE My Account, you can actually go online and you can see all of the transactions for any tax-free savings accounts you've had. So if you've had some, you know, through a bank or through an independent investment company, all of that information is available online. So you can see what your contribution room is. The key is to make sure that you don't over-contribute. So I've had clients that, you know, they might have one that's their, you know, short-term, they're saving for a trip to Disney or they're saving for a vehicle, and then they have another one that they're more aggressive with their risk tolerance because it's longer term and they don't plan on touching it until retirement. So the key is working with a financial professional such as myself to determine what is the goal of your tax-free savings account or tax-free savings accounts if you're going to have more than one and set them up accordingly um, so that you can achieve those short, medium, and long-term financial goals. Okay, great. So another question I have about TSFA, and I know this is about withdrawals or whatever, but as as a financial advisor, and my financial mm -hmm. advisor, mm -hmm. I'm looking to close off my garage and make it into a studio. So I need to like buy drywall and insulation and all that fun stuff. Um, what are your thoughts on me being able to pull maybe a couple thousand dollars out of my TSFA to do that? Yeah, I Good mean, idea. It, if you're gonna if you're going to do that versus, you know, put the money on a credit card or a line of credit mm. that it might take you some time to pay off, it might make sense. You know, I, I bought a vehicle last year and uh, my tax for savings, mine is that pot of money that's more earmarked for retirement. I'm very aggressive with mine personally because I'm comfortable with risk. And also my my mindset for myself and, and everyone's mindset is different for their account is the beauty of this account is any growth they make, they don't pay tax. And when you take it out, you don't pay tax. So for me, I want to be as aggressive as possible. I, I want see, this yes. thing to grow and accumulate. But I took out $15,000, put it down on my car. And then January of 2022, I was able to replenish the 15000 that I took out because mine is maxed out. So I think the key is everyone's situation is different. Um, you know, we can... We can take a look at what your investment yeah. accounts have made, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I don't have my computer for me. We'll, we'll take a look and see what your accounts have made. And then you'd weigh out, okay, where else would you take the money from? If you're going to put on a line of credit and the line of credit's at, you know, maybe 3%, does that make sense if your investments over the last year made 15%? Oh, yeah. We just, I look at it at, on a case-by-case -case basis, okay. right, to see yeah, what, what's sense. the best fit. Um, I mean, if someone doesn't have a line of credit and they're going to, so if you're going to put that you know, two grand on a credit card and pay 18%, then I would say take the yeah. money out of your tax-free savings, right? right? But it just really depends on what your other options are. I see. Um, so I would say, yeah, we'll talk about that off camera, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, it. it's it's actually, it's it's because I want to be able to use my uh, garage as a, as a dance studio to teach out of. So mm -hmm. I, it would be an income maker for me. So that's okay. where I see that. Like, I know I'm be taking money out of my TSFA, but then ultimately once it's finished i'd be able to make money with it so so technically if you borrow that against a line of credit and it's to earn business income then you could deduct that interest okay we need to so talk. we'll talk about that more after yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so right like i said okay that's why things you don't know but that's why when you have a financial advisor you bounce ideas like that off of okay. them to say yeah. hey what makes you know what makes the most sense you know i've had clients that they're buying new homes right now and they want to know, do I take money from my tax-free savings to put a bigger down payment on a house 
And we have to look at, well, what interest rate are you going to pay? Does it make sense? How much interest does that save you over the term of a mortgage? There are so many different factors. Everyone's situation is different. I think the key is having a trusted financial advisor that you can ask those sort of questions that, you know, bounce ideas off of before you make a bigger decision like that is really the key. All right. So we've talked about the benefits of having a tax-free savings account. Is there anything else you want to add in uh, as we close off that? Just be super careful. You do not over-contribute. So the problem with the tax-free savings is if you are not tracking or the institution that you're at, you're not tracking how much you're putting in. Uh, That can be problematic. I have a client that she's maxed out her tax-free savings account with me. What she didn't realize is when she went into a credit union, they asked her if she wanted to open a savings, which to her, she thought it meant traditional savings. It was a tax-free savings account. Oops. So she got a nasty letter from the CRA, and the problem is they charge you a 1% penalty for each month that you have over-contributed. So if you've over-contributed $5,000 like this lady did, they charged her $50 a month, and it it took a year for this letter to get out, so she had a nice $600 bill from the CRA. So again, go to that CRA My Account. You know, your advisor, if you have your own advisor, they should be tracking what your contribution room is. I'm an authorized tax preparer for most of my clients, so I can check that online as well, too, as a backup. So that's the only caution is, man, like 1% a month, you know, can can really add up. So um, that would be my only real caution about the tax-free savings is if you're at that point where you're maxed or close to being maxed out, just keep a real careful eye on that. Okay. Well, awesome. This is Ben, the Financial Architect for Canadians. I am Glenn. This is Olin, and we're happy to be here with you. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time.